Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I want to talk about a firsthand account that I got from a client who sent me an email after we had worked together telling me of how she was doing and her report about caffeine. I thought you guys might find this interesting. And she gave me permission to read her letter on the show. And so, you know, recently I've had an episode about sleep and I had one about my experience with the chocolate. And we also had one about media when we were talking about how much we're consuming with our eyes and ears in the media. So one of the things about caffeine is, is it is something that we consume. And mostly for people, it's coffee. Coffee or tea seems to be the one that we have the most trouble with when it comes to wanting to make a change. But it's so important, as you will learn as I read her letter and we talk more about it, but it's something that we can control. And same thing with the media. And a couple of episodes ago, I talked about how much media we're consuming in. Is that ramping us up? Is that causing us to feel more stressed or overwhelmed? And that is something that we can control ourselves. And then the last episode, we talked about sleep and how awesome the science is actually showing in the studies how sleep is what we need to turn the anxiety around. So sleep is something that we can control, right? We can control, and maybe it's a few steps to get there to control it, right? Like I'm not just saying everybody can just jump in bed and go to sleep. I understand when there are sleep issues because the anxiety affects the sleep and the sleep affects the, the anxiety. So again, we're in one of those loops. And so we want to turn that spiral to be an upward spiral, not a downward spiral. And the use of caffeine is one of the things that can help that along with the media that we are consuming. So all of these past episodes have been kind of uh, going together as far as What in our lives can we control ourselves? Because so many things in our lives are going to be outside our uh, circle of influence. We will not be able, we can't change other people's minds. We can't 
tell people what to think. We cannot control the weather. We can't control much of our environment. But the things that we can, we want to take a closer look at and decide on if we are willing to maybe put our addiction to that thing aside and see if it can't help our health and well-being, as it did for this particular client. So let me read her letter, and then um, then we'll keep talking about my answer to her question that she has at the end here, and also some other other people, other clients, and group members that have had success with uh, caffeine. So here we go. This is from PL. Hi, Gina. I hope you are doing well. I must say that after our talk, I really took into consideration the things you told me, like belly breathing, meditation, and caffeine. I completely got rid of caffeine. I used to drink one to one and a half cups a day, and I noticed a drastic change. It has been about three weeks now. I can say my anxiety is slowly going away. I don't pay attention to it anymore, and I can go about my day normally and deal with any problems that come along. I do want to ask you a question. Last week, I woke up really early and knew it was going to be an exhausting day, so I ended up drinking coffee. The effect it had on me was insane. My anxiety was through the roof. Is this normal? And then my last question is, once I feel like I fully got a hold of my anxiety, can I ever come back to drinking coffee and not having anxiety? Thank you, PL. I have to smile every time I read this because this last desperate questioning for when can I have my coffee? (laughs) I hear it all the time. We have this amazing relationship with coffee in this culture, and it would be fine if it wasn't causing so much stress. But I have to say that it does make a difference. I, I don't have any good news about bad habits today. I really think that we have to get a hold of this coffee addiction. If you have it and it's hurting you, you really have to pay attention to it. If it isn't, if you're not having uh, any ill results, I have coffee during the day. It doesn't bother me unless apparently like a couple of episodes ago, if I have chocolate at night on a day that I had coffee, it keeps me awake. So that's good for me to know, right? It's just more information. It doesn't mean I have to feel bad about it. I just have to understand that's how it works. I can't have both in one day. And so what I want to say here to uh, PL is first off, awesome that you were able to take what we discussed in our session and uh, take it to heart and get working on it because it's all going to serve you in the long run. Um, I have a whole bunch more to say to PL as we go along here, but I want to tell you that there are, I've had so many clients who don't, they don't want to give up the caffeine 
like I said earlier, it's usually the coffee or tea that is the, uh, I, I haven't had anybody who was hooked on um, Red Bulls or uh, sodas even, but uh, coffee and tea, maybe it's the hot drink, I don't know, but um, just do not want to give it up. Uh, one gentleman that I had was very, very adamant that he wasn't going to give up his tea, which is fine. I get it. And another one, both of these were men. Uh, the other male didn't want to give up his coffee. So it's fine. We worked through most, most of the time, uh, people during our sessions or our work together will eventually come around because I talk about it Every week, if you don't give it up, I talk about it with you again. They didn't. They just never wanted to turn that ship around. So what can you do? You can lead a horse to water. You cannot make them drink. And so I have to say both of these, the tea drinker and the coffee drinker, had sent me emails later on, well after we had finished our work together, and they were doing okay, they were doing better, but in their emails, both of them told me that they had finally given up the caffeine, and they were shocked at the difference. So they had really gotten their anxiety to down to a dull roar instead of um, engulfing them. But it looked like they still had something to throw out of the boat, which was the caffeine. Both of them, a tea drinker and a coffee drinker. So this isn't specific to just one drink. It's just about the caffeine. It could be your hot chocolate. It could be, uh, like I said, soda, whatever it is. But these people gave it up and they were thrilled with the results of, of going off of caffeine. So yay. It's, I just wanted to share that with everyone who's listening because it, it might be you that you're feeling a little bit better, a little bit better. And as the weeks go on, you're feeling a little bit better. If you still have caffeine that you can throw out of the boat, I highly suggest that you do it. It will improve your sleep right? And what did we talk about in the last episode? I think it was the last one about sleep and getting NREM sleep, which is like the antidote to anxiety. The cure is sleep. So if the caffeine is interrupting your sleep, it's time to let that go. That might be the last thing that you need to throw out of the boat, not only for the day that you're drinking the caffeine, but for the night of that day when you can actually get better sleep from not having any caffeine in your system. And that then that will set you up for a better, um, less anxious day the next day and as you keep going forward. So that's, that's it. It's, it's a great one that you have control over. No one is making you drink this every day. Um, you can let go of it and see if it can be another part of your healing journey. Now, before I get to my response to the questions that PL asked, cause I have a bunch of stuff I want to tell you guys about that. I, I want to thank today's sponsor who is keen. Very appreciative for them supporting the show. What they have, the Keen is made by Habit Aware. And Habit Aware Keen is a little small bracelet that you wear that brings awareness to body-focused repetitive behaviors. 
And these are conditions that are commonly referred to as compulsive hair pulling, skin picking, and nail biting. And just like Anxiety Coach's podcast, Habit Aware Keen was born out of personal experience. The co-founder, Anila, hid her compulsive hair pulling from early teens until a few years ago. For more than 20 years, she had shame that she carried, and it led to isolation, lack of self-confidence, and more hair pulling. A few years ago, her husband caught her before she got her eyebrow makeup on, and she finally shared the truth. Um, And with his support and a shared desire for something that simply made her aware of this very trance-like behavior, they created a smart bracelet that helped Anila regrow her eyebrows and her self-confidence. Now they're on a mission to help millions of others out there suffering in silence from hair pulling, skin picking, and nail biting. And here's how it works. The Habit Aware Keen connects to a mobile app and records your specific hand movements. You know, the thing you do before you pull out your hair, pick at your skin, or bite your nails. The Keen senses a match and gently vibrates. It's like a hug to your wrist, and it brings you to awareness. You can't change what you don't know is happening. With the power of keen awareness, you can now proactively choose to engage in healthier coping mechanisms. Over time, with consistent use, you are able to heighten your awareness and retrain your brain from these unhealthy behaviors, and you get healthier ones that help to improve your life. If you're looking to change a habit like hair pulling, skin picking, or nail biting, visit habitaware.com to learn more and to use the ACP code for 15% off. That link will be in the show notes for your convenience. Again, visit habitaware.com to learn more and be sure to use code ACP for 15% off. Thank you, Keen. And now to get back to PL's questions. First one she had is, the anxiety I had was through the roof. Is this normal? And I want to say to have had a cup of coffee after not having one for three weeks probably really did ramp you up. You also were saying that you woke up early really early, and you knew it was going to be an exhausting day. So you were up early, you probably didn't get your regular night's sleep, and you knew it was going to be an exhausting day. So you already have like that negative spin on it. And so you had some coffee. Those things all ramped, those things all added up together to ramp you up. And that's okay. You got through it. The world didn't end, but it sure didn't feel good. I am, I'm sure that it didn't feel good at all. So is this normal? Yes, it was normal because you're no longer feeling like that on a regular basis. You'd probably been feeling like that a lot all the time. And you don't even notice it because it's 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 just part of the day. This is such a good thing for you to have seen, PL. I'm I'm sorry that you had to experience it, but you might as well know that yes, this is how that caffeine affects your body. The other question that you had was, 
Can I ever come back to drinking coffee and not have anxiety? That's a great question. You know, how long do you need to stay off it? Well, it may be forever. It may not be. Um, it's pretty individual. I stayed away from caffeine for, I think it had to be like, like 10 years, I think, because I was living with someone who didn't, didn't drink caffeinated coffee and we drank decaf, which has a little bit of caffeine, but it was obviously not enough to ramp me up because I had been anxious. And so I I was off it for a really long time, but some people do return to it sooner. I'm not saying that 10 years is like some, some magic number. It's just how it panned out in my life, but some people do return to it sooner. And it's a choice that you can make. You can experiment with it, PL. You can just see how you feel after. I would give it a good, I would give it a year before I started experimenting with it. A year of not having any anxiety, not just a year off the coffee, a year of, of not having any anxiety. And the reason I say this is because it isn't just how the coffee or the caffeine makes you feel in the moment. What we are doing with that caffeine is setting up how we are going to sleep that night. Are we going to have difficulty sleeping? Are we going to have trouble falling asleep? Are we going to not enter the NREM sleep that we heard about in the last episode, the importance of that kind of sleep so that you can heal your anxiety? turn it around. Like, I don't think there's any cup of coffee that could make me want to have it and and still have anxiety. Like they just, the comparison is not there at all. It just doesn't exist. No caffeine and no anxiety. That sounds like a good deal to me, but you will want to give it some really good time because you want your sleep to be normal again. You want your your stress hormones to not be hair triggered anymore. Because here's here's what it is. Every time you take a, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea that's caffeinated, you are drinking, it's like drinking stress hormones. You are releasing those hormones from drinking the caffeine. So is your mind and body at a place where it can take that and not be sent down the wormhole, then fine, enjoy it. Um, you know, caffeine's a drug and the, the effects and the feeling of the drug are, uh, you know, in tr- increased concentration, alertness. Yes, I get it. It, it works like a charm. And it also, the way you get those things is by increasing your stress hormones. They sharpen your concentration. So can you do that without falling down the wormhole is the question that may take time and you can experiment with it. But I would say until then, enjoy if it is coffee that you were so much enjoying, just enjoy decaf, get used to it. Because I can't imagine that you would want to be having that feeling that how did you describe it in here? Let me see. Um, The effect I had on that it had on me was insane. My anxiety was through the roof. Like nobody wants to feel like that. And if this is something you can control, yes, control it, take care of it, wrap it up, put it aside for now and, you know, revisit it 
a year after you haven't had any more anxiety or high stress uh, or any trips down the wormhole. However you want to look at it, give yourself some space and time to heal. And eliminating caffeine can really, really help you to heal. You're doing a really great job, PL. I loved reading your letter, and uh, all I could say was good for you. Uh, again, your time off of caffeine will be individual. I, st- I personally stayed off it for a very long time, but I do know people who have returned to it sooner and are fine with, you know, a cup or two a day, but they waited until they were pretty much not experiencing anxiety. They still have stress in their life. They still have anxious moments, but they had no, they weren't even hanging around the wormhole anymore. So I suggest not using caffeine again, because of the hormonal release that it gives is akin to our stress response. And so if you're willing to throw in a couple more stress responses every day, then have coffee. But if you're not willing to do that and you want to eliminate as many stress responses as you can, I would start with eliminating caffeine because we can easily overload our system with fight or flight chemicals. And again, you'll know You'll know if you can go back to it or not when you experiment as you did. And anybody else out there, if you want to give it a try, I would, I would wait until long after you had any visits down the wormhole before you tried going back to caffeine. I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope you can see how a lot of these things tie together. It isn't just one thing that we do. Uh, There's many, many pieces to our healing and it's very individual. So keep going. You guys can do this. And it's not as hard as it seems. It's just setting it up and getting on that right path and staying there. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. I like coffee because it gives me the illusion that I might be awake. And that's from Lewis Black. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.